Hello, welcome to the Southwest Church of Christ Bible study program entitled D6. This D6 title refers to Deuteronomy chapter 6, which teaches us how to teach our children and our grandchildren about God and what he means to us. I really appreciate the study we are engaged in because each week we are focusing on small portions of the Bible in order to gain perspective on how God uh, delivers on all of his promises. Looking for gems of spiritual truth and insights so we can build up our faith in him and better serve God. We don't just learn the Bible, but, but along with that, we are to learn from the Bible. I'm Mike Anderson, and the text we'll be looking at today is Genesis chapter 35, verses 1 through 28. This lesson is entitled, Joseph Makes Himself Known. Uh, last week, we began looking at the story of Joseph, a young 17-year-old who was betrayed by his older half-brothers when they sold him into slavery because of jealousy caused by their father's favoritism. Sounds like something you would see on television. God presents the story to give us insights into how he works to carry out his promises and to show what he expects from us in the way of forgiveness. God's ways are sometimes strange and mysterious to us. Joseph has become second in command of the then powerful country of Egypt, is confronted by the decision of how to deal with his ruthless brothers who sold him into slavery. The brothers hated callously and initially determined to kill Joseph, finally selling him off as a slave. Now, many years later, Joseph has to determine whether or not he can trust his brothers. After all, how had they dealt with his younger brother? Did they kill him, or did they send him off into, into um, uh, slavery? And at times, Joseph seems to waffle as he struggles with his emotions. Who wouldn't? Joseph even may have, may have been tempted to retaliate. But here we see a God-matured Joseph who goes through many struggles during his time in Egypt to help prepare him to deal with his brothers as God wanted him to. Further consider, considerations include Joseph's painful memory of being in and out of prison in Egypt, and many years have passed by. Time does not always heal. Now, Joseph is effectively prime minister in Egypt, Probably the most difficult temptation he now faces is that he has his, the power to do whatever he wants to with his brothers. He could easily kill them or in, imprison them. Retaliation. What's a double-crossed brother to do? But again, the God-matured Joseph forgives because he sees the bigger picture. The higher view of how God brought this about to save the family of Jacob and also fulfilling God's promise to Abraham. Forgiveness, very easy to talk about in the abstract, but not always easy to do. 
In my own family, I was very close to my grandfather. And uh, we used to go out and visit my, uh, his, his brother-in-law, my grandmother's uh, brother, Benny. And all of a sudden, we stopped going out there. And I, I remember asking about it and getting sort of a vague answer. And later on, I was able to piece together what happened that um, my great-uncle Benny had said to uh, my grandparents that they were fortunate to have a government pension. The problem was the government pension came about because their son Lyle had been killed in North Africa. And it didn't set well with my grandfather nor my grandmother. And as far as I know, he was never mentioned again. So it's, and I saw that in my own family, and it's, it's, I'm sure most of us have struggled with forgiveness in our own lives as well. <clears throat> the story of Joseph, God is dealing with his brothers here in Genesis chapter 45, starting in verse 1. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before his attendants, and he cries out, have everyone leave my presence. So when there was no one with Joseph, when he made himself known to his brothers, and he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were now able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. And when they had dead, done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold in, into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. And you can see here that, God, that Joseph has God's perspective in the matter. matter. Verse 6, for two years now there's been a famine in the land, and for the next five years there will not be plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is this is what your son Joseph says, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me, you, your children, and your grandchildren, your flocks and herds, and all you have. I will prepare for you there, I will provide for you there, because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. Verse 12, you can see for yourself, and so can my brother Benjamin, that is, finally I am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honor accorded me in Egypt and about everything you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly. And he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin embraced him weeping. And he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers talked with him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph had come, Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and his officials were pleased. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, do this. 
load your animals and return to the land of Canaan and bring your father and your families back to me and I will give you the best land of Egypt and you can enjoy the fat of the land. You are also directed to tell them this, do, do this, take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father and come. Never mind about your belongings because the best of Egypt will be yours. So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them carts as Pharaoh had commanded. He also gave them provisions for their journey. And to each of them he gave new clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father, 10 donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt, 10 female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for the journey. Then he sent his brothers away, leaving, saying to them, don't quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in Canaan, and they told him, Joseph is still alive. Wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall and hear this this discussion? Verse 27. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when they, he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, I am convinced my son Joseph is alive, and I will go and see him before I die. This, you know, the Bible is just glossed over this discussion. Can you imagine this? And then, and then um, uh, Jacob finally comes to the realization that uh, his sons have sold his favorite son off into slavery and, and uh, allowed uh, him um, to um, live there and pretend that he was um, killed by an animal and all this. It must, have been, it must have been difficult. God always God presents this story to give us insights into how he works to carry out his promises, to show us what he expects from us in the way of forgiveness. Joseph forgives in the same manner that Christ forgives those who killed him on the cross. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Looking at this in last week's lesson, we can see that complicated families lead to multiple complicated problems. And this is especially complicated with second-class wives involved. Favoritism within a family can and usually does lead to major problems. The Old Testament has many New Testament themes and lessons on what to do and what not to do. And Genesis is just chock full of those lessons. The story of Joseph sets the stage for how, through his great providence, God can deliver on his promises to us. Even when this way seems blocked and it looks impossible, God finds a way. Our faith in God is needed. But when we... But when we sin, as Joseph said, we are, first of all, sinning against God. Great lessons. These events we are studying about are more than just historical events to be read about. They're part of our own spiritual history. They need to become part of the fabric of our lives, building our faith. 
and as such to be influencing factors on how we make decisions, such as forgiving others, something that's very difficult for most of us. We don't just learn the Bible, but along with that, we learn from the Bible. God bless you, and thank you for being a part of this.